Alright guys, and welcome to another episode of Whiskey Wednesdays, here with uh, me, Cameron Lowry, your host, and our esteemed guest, John Jones. Thank you. Uh, today we're going to be talking about Makers 46 uh, by Makers Mark. Good old um, Makers 46. Yeah. Uh, so John, uh, tell us a little bit about just the company, Makers Mark in general, their locations, you know, things like that, just the background. Okay, so Makers Mark is distilled, uh, bottled, and, you know, Everything's made in uh, Loretto, Kentucky. Uh, Makers 46 is a it's a finer bottle of Makers Mark, which it's also it's finished differently than Makers Mark. Um, the Makers 46 instead of the regular Makers Mark, it's finished with different oak staves, you know, like barrel staves and stuff. Right. So. They they have their own their own unique process of getting the uh, the flavor profile of Makers Forty Six. What they actually do, and I, f- I found this cool. And you know, last week we were talking about doing the, you know, the single barrels going on the top of the on right. the top of the rick house. The, you know, what they actually do is they have a flavor profile for the top of the rick house and the bottom of the rick house. Hmm. So what they do, all right, they take the barrel. You know, they, they barrel the, the barrel of whiskey, put the whiskey in the top of the rickhouse. Mm-hmm. It has a, it has a flow. They put the barrel in the top of the rickhouse for three years, three to three and a half. Then they bring it to the lower, bottom, the lower level of the rickhouse, and they age it for another three to uh, uh, three to four years. Huh. The there's not a certain time or amount of time that the barrel is in the rickhouse is all for flavor. It, it is all done by flavor. So, you know, most scotches, you know, they're put in the um, um they're they're put in the rickhouse for a set amount of time. These are put in there a set amount of flavor. So, you get the, you get a certain amount of flavor out of each barrel before they, you know, do it. And I I thought that was pretty cool actually. So, they actually have people go by and periodically taste it. Yes. They do. To make sure they get the right flavor. <laughs> that would be the best job ever. You're getting paid to drink on the job. Damn right. <laughs> That's uh, That sounds like a job straight from heaven itself. Oh, yes. So, right. Uh, the Maker's Mark, their their mash bill is 70% corn, 16% wheat, and 14% malted barley. The wheat is... Um, it is a local red winter wheat. Um, yeah, try saying that t- uh, five times fast. Yeah. For real. Um, what they do when they when they get all the grains and everything, they um, they they put it in a roller mill, um, which creates chunks and fines, basically. So the chunks hold the bitter flavors, the bitter notes right. and everything. The fines are pretty much all sugar. Mm-hmm. So what they'll do is um, they'll cook the corn at 212 degrees Fahrenheit. Um, it releases it releases the starches, but it's not too hot. It's not hot enough to release the proteins. Um, what they'll do after that is they'll cool it down to 158 degrees and add the winter wheat. And then they'll, as it's cooling down, they'll add the barley at 140 degrees. Um, this all goes into a, uh, a fermentation tank. And uh, they have their own uh, their own strain of yeast that's been there since the distillery started. So they keep growing this entire colony of yeast over and over and over again, and they have their their own yeast for Maker's Mark. Wow! So you can't buy this this shit in a store. 
So they have their, their own yeast that they've been growing since the beginning of the company. Exactly. That's they've, incredible. They've perfected their uh, their flavor profile to where this one yeast will give them a consistent flavor profile throughout all of their barrels. That's that's amazing. It is. It's cool shit. It's very ingenious. Yes, it is. <clears throat> so um, what they do is they, uh, they use a 17-layer column still, pure copper. Um, and it has a reflux cap on the top, which what a, uh, what a column still does is as the alcohol vapors are, you know, evaporated, they do is they rise up and they condense, you know, so they don't, uh, with the, with the column still, there's plates in there. There's 17 layers of plates. So what they'll do is it'll rise up, hit, uh, hit the top of a plate, fall back down, condense and everything. It'll hit this plate. This one will then heat up, and the entire cycle will, will do that all over again. Um, and then and when it gets to the top, it'll condense back and you know fall back down. So it's an, it's an entire cycle. A and, perpetual distilling. Exactly. But <clears throat> what's cool about it, though, is it comes out at 120 uh, proof. Or... Hmm. Yeah, yeah, hundred twenty proof. So it's not a it's it's not a high proof like a vodka or you know a right. stripping run of whiskey. It's there. It's low and slow and calculated in how it comes out. Still, um, it's now put in, Maker's forty six. It's ninety four proof, right? Yeah, that's that's all after you know after it's done being put in the barrel. Right. All Maker's right. Mark is made the same. The exact same recipe is made for Maker's 46, Maker's Mark, you know, any of their whiskeys is the same exact recipe. So what sets apart their different flavors? The barrels. Ah, the okay. The barrels and the staves and how it's and how it's all done. Um so like I said, it comes out of the uh, out of the um the still at 120 proof. Um, comes out of the doubler at 130, which is basically a thump keg. Right. Um, if if you know you know the basic functions of a of a moonshine still, um, and then it's proofed down to 110 before it goes into barrels. So <clears throat> the way the way alcohol works inside the barrel, the higher proof it is, the more it's going to strip out of the barrel. Right. That's why they char it. Um, the barrel char is there to open up the pores so that, you know, the whiskey can move in and out of the barrel um, as it, you know, expands and contracts and breathes. It's put in at 120 um, because all alcohol is is a solvent. Right. You know what solvents do. They strip things. You know, they strip, you know, chemicals, everything out. And what they'll do is they'll pull tannins and they'll pull, you know, all this, all this sugars and oak sugars and stuff like that out of the barrel. And it'll mix in with the whiskey through time. <clears throat> so what it's, uh, what it's doing at 120 proof is it's stripping all of the sugars and stuff out of the barrel. The lower the ABV, the more tannins you're going to get and the more bitter flavors you're going to get. Um, the higher... Uh, the higher the proof, you know, the the more it's going to strip out of the out of the oak. The faster it's going to strip it out of the oak. 
So, you know, like I said, it goes in at 100, at 110 proof. Um, they all start out at the top of the rickhouse. And then after three years, they move to the lower level for another, you know, two to three years. Um, but it's not a, a specific set of time. It's it's all due to all, flavor. All due to flavor. But typically, after about two years, the flavor profile is where they want it. Two to three years, yes. <clears throat> um, my... Uh, my ambassador thing, um, I'm a Maker's Mark ambassador, and I just I, I just got my, my barrel put in the, into the rig house, and it's giving a time of age between, let's say, uh, let me look at it right fast. Um... It's saying an, an expected maturity of March 2025 to September of 2026. So there's about a year and a half difference in there. Right, where depending on taste, they could pull it sooner mm -hmm. or later. Exactly. Now, the difference in Makers 46 and Makers Mark is... Um, Makers 46 is finished... Um, with toasted oak staves that are insert, inserted to the barrel, and it's it's finished for eight to twelve weeks, only in the winter, and it only happens in the winter time. Really? Mm-hmm. Um, why I'm not entirely sure, but um, but the Maker's Forty Six staves are a certain. Um, a certain kind of toast. You know, they, they toast them to a certain degree. And um, there's actually an, another release of Maker's Mark. Um, can't quite remember which one, what's it, what it's called. Mm -hmm. But um, it's a, um, a limited release for certain people. And they get to go in and actually pick what staves they want to put in the barrel. Really? So you have you have a, a number of I think eight staves that you can put in a barrel. Um you can pick, you know, four makers mark and four toasted French oak. Hmm. Or you there's I think there's four different different toasts that you can pick from. And it gives it gives the whiskey an entirely different flavor. It's all what you do with oak. Right. You can make the same whiskey, and Maker's Mark has proven this, you can make the exact same whiskey coming out and of the And store it in different barrels, and, and it'll have completely different taste. How you handle it in that barrel is totally different. It's going to depend solely on how you handle that barrel. So, you know. So, is there a, is there a similarity between... All whiskeys, which I know all whiskeys are different, but is there a similarity between all whiskeys that are stored on the top of the rickhouse? Like, do all is there a certain flavor or certain attribute to top rickhouse storage, and is there a certain attribute to bottom rickhouse storage? Like, is there a certain flavor profile that the top and bottom gives, or not necessarily? Um, it uh, it it has a lot to do with how much you actually lose in Angel Share. Um, it also has a lot to do with, you know, the toast and the char level of your barrels. Because every, you know, every distillery has their own recipe of char. Right. You know, they have to have a certain 
um, a certain amount of char in their barrel. Some go with a level four, some go with a level three. You know, if they really wanted it, you know, charry and, you know, black as the night. Like cracking. <laughs> they could go with a level five. Well, that's a totally different animal. Yeah. <laughs> that's a totally um, different animal. So, so Rick House location is mainly just for proof then? Um, From it's, you know, how much you lose to Angel said, Share and Devil's Cut? Like I said, it's... Um, it, it has it has a lot to do with with how how the liquor is evaporated out. Right. So as we talked in the last one, your top your your top of your rick house is going to have more angel share, which is going to concentrate your uh, your flavor in the barrel. And you know your lower rick house is going to have you know, less angel share, but it's going to be a lighter uh, a lighter bodied whiskey. So you know. What what are some of the things like? Give us an example of some of the lighter bodied whiskeys that were might be stored in in the lower rick houses. <sighs> well, depends on if we if we really want to get into um, um into scotches and all that stuff. <clears throat> now bourbons by law have to be stored in new white oak barrels. Um, scotches and Irishes. Do not. Um, they have to be stored in used oak barrels, which by the time they make it over to Scotland after you know six seven years of aging um, bourbon in them, you know all their sugars and their tannins and stuff like that are pulled out of them already. So it really doesn't matter how much you're going uh, where you put it out in the rickhouse, which most of the the Scottish and the Irish rickhouses are kind of shorter. Right. Why I'm not totally sure. <laughs> But they're shorter. So the leprechauns can reach it. Exactly. <laughs> That's right, lad. So I I can't I can't exactly give you an, an actual answer on the differences. I don't have any that I know of that are stored here and there. Um all we'll, we'll probably is, get to that once we once we uh try some of the different ones we can probably taste the different uh you know the body mint of each different whiskey as we go along and taste them. We'll be able to tell yeah. a difference, you know. We're, we could probably tell by taste later on which ones were top and bottom rick house storage. Yeah. So we'll get into that later. Um, I said you'll, you'll get a much lighter flavor out of out of a bottom rick house than a top rick house. Right. I said you could probably take the Jack Daniels single barrel up there, put it up against the uh, old number seven, and, you know, you can, you, you'll be able to taste the difference in a straight-up top rick house bourbon or... Tennessee whiskey, and a mixture, right, um, of the uh, the mid to lower level whiskeys. Um, so, so most of the flavor comes from the way you char the barrels, what kind of wood you use for the barrels, and how it's stored and kept and handled. Exactly, fifty percent of the flavor comes from your mash bill. Right. The other fifty percent comes in how you handle it after that mash bill. Like like we talked last week, um, depending on your corn percentage, your barley percentage gives you the different kind of flavors. Yes. So higher in corn is going to give you a sweeter flavor. Mm-hmm. Higher in barley is going to give you more of a bitter flavor. Is that right? Um, I can't. Uh, I can't really. It, it's corn, really barley, and what's the other one? Rye. Rye, Rye gives you Rye a spicy gives you flavor. Rye gives you the, the spicy flavor. Right. 
which Maker's Mark has a bit of a spice to it. It's is is more. It's seventy percent corn, so you're going to get a, a much uh, sweeter flavor out of it. Right. Um, it, it's not a it's not a high rye like my Knob Creek up there. Right. Um, the Knob Creek rye is uh, is a uh, is a more spicy whiskey. Spicy, not in as peppers, but you know more of like black pepper, um, that cinnamon. Yeah. You, you it it tastes it tastes more spicy than you know a regular bourbon does. <clears throat> so um. So yeah, out of all out of all those, um, out of all those bottles I have up there, I haven't been able to dig into this one as well as I have the other ones up there, which I've added three more bottles since <laughs> since we recorded last time. <laughs> <laughs> I added a bottle of Ardbeg Ten, a bottle of Bushmills Irish, and um, a bottle of uh, Shivas Regal uh, Twelve, which is actually pretty good. My grandmother actually gave me that one <laughs> because she already bought a bottle and forgot about it. She bought her another bottle, got to the house, looked up in the cabinet, and hey, there's a bottle of uh, Shivas Regal that hadn't even been uncorked that hadn't yet. even been opened yet. So <laughs> I'm sitting there talking to her. And she's like, "You like scotch, right?" I'm like, "Yes, I love scotch." She's like, "You want a bottle of Shivas Regal?" Hell yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of question is that? So, what else can you tell us about uh, Makers, the company, and, and Makers Forty Six in general? Well, like I said, they they have the um, uh, Makers Mark has the Ambassador Program, which it's all free. Um, they actually send you you know little gifts here and there. Um, Where can people go to sign up for that? To be makersmark.com. So, folks, if, if you want to be a, a Makers Ambassador um, and get your own barrel. Uh, you can go to makersmark.com. Yes. Um, and uh, sign up there. It's free to sign up. So yeah, what you'll what you'll do is you'll go onto the website. Um, We're not sponsored by Makers Mark, by the way, but no, if but they if if they want to, we'd be more than willing to let them sponsor us. But then again, though, kind of, I kind of kind of am because I got my own barrel. Well, yeah, you kind of <laughs> are sponsored by them. <laughs> but um, being being an ambassador, you know, I, I share. I can I can share the story of makers and all that stuff like that, but um their ambassador program, um what what it is you know they uh they, they basically put your name on a barrel right they have a little nameplate that goes on your barrel um you get a barrel number assigned to you a member number everything like that and then when that barrel has matured you can then make a pilgrimage up to the uh, up to the distillery and get the bottle of whiskey. That came out of your barrel. You get a bottling from the barrel that your has your name on it. Free of charge? No. <laughs> it's not that good. <laughs> well, so that would be awful nice of them. That would be great, but they would lose a hell of a lot of money that way. If you think a 53-gallon barrel, this is 750 milliliters. Oh, yeah. That's a lot of bottles in a barrel. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um. So... Definitely, whenever your your bottle gets or your your barrel rather gets done, I'm definitely gonna have to uh, buy a bottle for myself, and we're gonna have to uh, do a review on that. But that'll be years down the road. It's gonna be you know good at least five to maybe six years before uh, your barrel's done. Um, and I've I've noticed a trend that most of your bourbon or most of the bourbon that I've seen comes from Kentucky. 
Um, and Makers 46, um, what was the, uh, what city was that in again? Um, Loretta, Kentucky. Loretta, Loretta, yeah. Kentucky. Um, and then, of course, we talked last week about Elijah Craig. That was in Bourbon County. Um, and they're still stationed there today. So I've noticed mm-hmm. that most of your bourbon does come from Kentucky, but there are a few bourbons that come from from different so places. It doesn't. It doesn't have to be from Kentucky to be considered a bourbon. Um, it's all in how you store con- it. To be considered a Kentucky straight bourbon, it has to be made in Kentucky. Right. Um, but bourbon in general can be from anywhere as long as it's stored in new white oak barrels. As long as it conforms to bourbon laws. Right. Um, Kentucky straight. Um, has to be, you know, stored in new oak barrels. Um, that the Kentucky um, law actually states you have to you have to have it in the barrel for at least two years, right, for it to be considered Kentucky straight bourbon. So um, you're, um, and it has to be fifty one percent corn, right. You're, um, so getting back to your your barrel, um, how if if you know this bottle of Makers that we have right here is seven hundred fifty milliliters. How many bottles would that be per barrel? So, if you take a fifty-three gallon barrel, right, right, and we're we're not talking we're not talking about any angel share, doubles cut, any of that. If you take straight fifty-three gallons of liquor and you bottle it, you get two hundred and sixty-seven seven hundred fifty milliliter bottles. <laughs> and this this bottle now you might uh, lose what maybe. Two or three bottles from uh, Angel Share and Devil's Cut. Uh, it, it just depends on where your bo- where your barrel is. Right. Um. So, let's see. Uh, how much was this bottle? Forty five, I think. Um. Times that by how much did we say? Two hundred fifty seven, I think. Two fifty seven. That's eleven thousand five hundred sixty-five dollars. Oh yeah, oh, they're, losing, they're losing a hell of a lot of money off of that. So yeah, yeah. you don't get that bottle free of charge. Yeah. Well, I could imagine they could afford to do one bottle free and then sell you after that. But uh, I don't know. <clears throat> but uh, I, I believe I as believe an ambassador, are, that's something you should bring forth to them. Be like, they, hey, they are <laughs> they are up for sale once they are um, uh, once they are bottled. I said that that bottle will have, you know, your name on it, <clears throat> or barrel. whatever name you want on yeah. it. And I actually think you get your barrel plate too. Really? I think so. That would be cool. I got it up on that one, but if, I think you get your if barrel you, plate. if you get your barrel plate, it it's got to be framed okay. and hung up in here. That's how much is going on the whiskey wall. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, is there anything else we need to know about uh, Maker's Forty Six before we go into the tasting? Um, well. I can't exactly think of much else. Uh, I think we've covered covered just about everything. All right. um, the way it's uh, the way it's you know handled, the way it's bottled. Uh, as you know, every bottle of Maker's Mark is hand dipped and hand packaged. Uh, now, what are some of the what are some of the flavors that we can expect to get out of this? Just so on the nose, right? Right. <clears throat> um, what I get off of the nose. Is you know I get a I get a good cherry note right right um you know you you get you get a good bit of oak yeah yeah I um, smell that sniffing around a little bit uh there's there's brown sugar yeah 
Yeah. Um, a little bit of dark chocolate in there, in there somewhere. It's like right around the river bend. Here. Right, and and I also get a little bit of like a spice kind of taste mm-hmm. to it, like a Christmassy kind of. Yeah, like gingerbread. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that's that's what it smells. Oh, there's vanilla and all that stuff in there too. So just a smorgasbord Dude, of flavors. It's 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 a really good whiskey. Like straight up. God, it smells good. <laughs> well, cheers, John. Now, tell me where that bit you. Right Under. at the back of my mouth. Mm-hmm. Now, like not the, going down my throat as much. It's like towards the top back of my my palate. Now, this this is this is something I learned from from you know watching some of their videos. Now, take your swig. Mm-hmm. What you do is I want you to put it in your mouth and I want you to chew on it. Chew on it. Chew on it. What it does is it moves the whiskey throughout your mouth without sloshing it around. Right. So it gets in all the little all the little areas of your tongue, between your teeth, all that stuff like that, and it it helps that flavor stick. Then tell me where that flavor hits your tongue. Okay. To really really feel where that flavor hits your tongue. Hmm. Like right at the tip of it. Exactly. That's with every bottle of Maker's 46. That's the flavor profile that I was talking about. They want every single bottle of that to hit right there. Right around the the tip of your tongue. Because the bitter part of your tongue is in the back. I'm definitely getting a a very oaky flavor from Mm -hmm. it. I can can taste the char. Said that thing's been in there for six to seven years. Right. I can so taste you're the char, and it's, it's got a pretty good bite for only being, you know, 94 proof. It's got a pretty decent bite to it. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's, it's pretty it's pretty high, pretty stout. Yeah, it's 40 percent uh, alcohol by volume. It's definitely much much less than the 100 proof, but yeah, 47 percent alcohol by volume is no joke. Mm, man, it's good. It's got a. It's got a, a lingering aftertaste to it as well. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to figure out what that aftertaste it tastes like. It's I can't quite put my finger on it. I get white oak. <laughs> <laughs> I get straight white oak. <clears throat> I think I think what I'm tasting is is that that gingerbread flavor. Mm-hmm. I think that's kind of what the aftertaste I'm getting is is, is some of that. Yeah. Some of that you know, Christmassy spice flavor. Yeah. Aftertaste. Just makes you feel all warm and tingly inside, John. It does. Makes you feel all jolly. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's that's great. That is it's definitely an interesting and very very delectable whiskey. I said it's a it's not a high dollar whiskey, but it's it's definitely above your you know, your everyday Jack Daniels. Yeah. Um it's it's, a, it's, it's definitely a step up. Yes. I'm not going to call it a fancy whiskey, but it's it's not the kind that you want to take to a party. Right. Yeah, this is... <laughs> it's not Jack Daniels. It's not Jim Beam. This is... You do not make mixed drinks with Maker's 46. <laughs> no, you do not shoot this stuff either. This is not a shooter. This is an enjoyer. You sit back, you smoke a cigar, and you enjoy this shit. 
man, that is uh, that is an interesting, interesting whiskey. Yes, it now, is. Now, uh, we're getting close to the 30-minute mark, getting, you know, close to wrapping up here. Um, what uh, what do you think we should do for, for our next episode, John? What's... What are you feeling for for next week's episode? You are you are definitely not ready for Lafroy Gerard Beg. No, I am definitely not. I've you've, you've I've tasted, had Lafroy before. You have, you have tasted Lafroy. Gerard Beg is its dark cousin. Oh man, I can only imagine. <laughs> it, it comes straight from the bowels of the Loch Ness monster. Oh man. <laughs> um. You know, I'm kind of interested in straight from the lungs of Nessie herself. I'm thinking either the Wild Turkey 101 or the Old Smoky Distillery Applejack. Uh, we'll save the sweet stuff for later. <clears throat> um, we can we can do a dram of uh, 101 next time. I was uh, thinking either 101 or we can... Or Knob Creek. Well, I was thinking 101 or we can kind of just step off into a, in a scotch for a minute. We can do the monkey shoulder. You've, had, mon- you've had monkey shoulder before. Yeah, I don't it's a, think... It's a space side. It's not yeah. a smoky whiskey. Yeah. It's a space side. You get a lot of salty char- uh, characters out of it. Yeah. You won't get salty caramel, unfortunately. But... Yeah, unfortunately. Uh, the, the space side is a much more approachable whiskey than Isla. <laughs> you do Absolutely. Not, you do not want Isla to be your first scotch. <laughs> Absolutely not. No. So try, try pouring water into an ashtray... And uh, you know, throwing it in a blender and then drinking it, because that's that's the flavor profile you, you get. You definitely get a, a burnt flavor from Lafroy. And that's all from the smoked peat uh, from the from the smoked barley. The peat smoked barley is exactly what gives it that flavor. All right, so I guess next week, Monkey Shoulder, it is. Monkey Shoulder sounds good. It's also got a fidget A what? A fidget The bottle has a has three metal monkeys on it. Uh, <laughs> it's a fidget Fidget <laughs> Maker's Forty Six has a uh, a wax fidget uh, Yeah, I don't think I have any other bottles up there that have fidget That is my new favorite word. I know, right? Fidget You know where that came from? No clue. Right here. Right in the old <laughs> noggin. That came right off the tongue. It's like the first time I heard my dad use the word uh, catawampus. <laughs> we were trying to. <laughs> We're, we're putting together an uh, Ikea shelf. <laughs> and uh, we built it, and it looked right, but we had about six screws left over. And realized something wasn't... That's just improved. That's just something wasn't right. That just means you improved it somewhere. And, and up close, right there, you know, you know, just a couple of feet from it, it looked fine. But we stepped back about, you know, ten feet from it and looked, and that my dad looked at it and said, that thing's cattywampus. And I said, do What? He said, it's Cattywampus, and that thing looked like the Leaning Tower of Pisa. It was all kinds of messed up. So we had to take it apart and find out where we missed putting the screws in and redo it. So if you have leftover parts, that just means you made it better. <laughs> all I, don't right. need, I don't need your parts. I can make this thing better than what you think I can. Hey, if all else fails, duct tape and super glue, man. There you go. Oh, for wood projects, you want to use wood glue. But, you well, know, yeah. that is how it is. All right, well, next week, Monkey Shoulder it is. Monkey Shoulder sounds good to me. Guys, tune back in next week, and we'll be reviewing Monkey Shoulder and uh, going over the different flavor profiles and tastes of that. Uh, John, anything else you want to add before we sign off? Um, I believe that's it. All right, well, we will see you guys next week here on Whiskey Wednesdays. Take it easy. Well, here's to you, and here's to me. Friends forever we shall be. And if somehow we disagree, then fuck you. 
Here's to me.